Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger, host of the Odyssey original podcast, in the huddle with Jason Locke and Fora and Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL. Baldy, it's great to have you on with us. It's good to be with you. Good morning. It's uh, it's almost that time of the year. Yeah, it these, is. Uh, mini camps are kind of winding down around the league. Yeah, I know. You get to go everywhere. What, what places are you looking forward to going to maybe the most this season? Which team, I guess, are you looking forward to, to seeing in person? <clears throat> Well, I was just um, – I just saw Pittsburgh and the New York Giants um, this week, and I, I like I like visiting both those teams because I think both teams are dramatically improved. Pittsburgh has such a youthful energy about it. they got a great coach who's a great teacher. So I'm very interested in Pittsburgh because I think they've really upgraded the roster through free agency and the draft. And, and likewise with the Giants. Giants have made a lot of – you know, I mean, I went there last year at this time – and they didn't look like they could compete in the NFL. And um, they look like they're ready to compete in the NFC East this year. I mean, I think they've dramatically improved. I mean, just those two teams right now interest me. But uh, there's, there's a bunch of other teams. Seattle is really interesting to me. Um, obviously, you know, Kansas City and Philadelphia are at the top of the food chain. But uh, Atlanta interests me a great deal with just the way that roster looks to me, what they've done defensively this year. Baldy, the stuff in Buffalo is really weird. Sean McDermott says one thing one day. The next thing he says that he told him to go home with, with Diggs. And uh, Josh Allen comes out and acts like he was somewhat to blame. What do you make of this whole situation? I don't know. I'm exactly where you are. I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't have any inside information. I haven't talked to Stefan. I haven't talked to you know, Sean McDermott. But it's awfully weird. Um, you know, it's the mini camp. It's the end of the off season. Like everybody should kind of um, do a kumbaya, 
like rally around the troops, get the message from the coach, like don't get in the news and stay in shape and let's see everybody at the end of July. Like that's kind of like the message right now. And you kind of leave, you want to leave on a positive note. And if you're in Buffalo, you're like, what in the world just happened? And why did it happen? And what's the source of the disenchantment or whatever it might be? But I, I'm exactly where you are. Like I'm scratching my head going, all right, Stefan, like you're our number one receiver. We had a disappointing finish against Cincinnati, but you know, we, we've made some changes here and we think they're good changes. So, you know, upgrade the offensive line, whatever you want to point to, but I, I don't know what to make of it and what it's all about. Baldy, we've been talking about DeAndre Hopkins. It feels like uh, for this entire off season, Obviously, uh, he's making some visits to some mini camps this week. Uh, I'm curious as to when you think there will, A, be some resolution to this entire scenario, when he might sign, uh, and, B, who, who, who he might be signing with. I know there's been talk out there about New England and a number of other teams. Um, I'm curious to see where he'll land at. Well, I mean, he's in New England today, and I would do the old Bill Parcells thing. I mean, I'd take his cell phone away from him, and I wouldn't let him leave until he signs. Like, I mean, the Patriots need him in the worst way. Um, they, they don't have a dynamic group of receivers. Mac Jones went backwards last year. Uh, they've got a, you know, they've got a good running back in Ramondre Stevenson. They've got a good backfield. They need a dynamic playmaker on the outside. And I think he would make all the other guys, whether it's Tyquan Thornton or Juju Smith or whoever's out there, he, he makes them all better just because of the amount of attention he's going to command. And so, I don't know. Like, I, I know there's a, a big price tag for it, but you know, that's what the capologists are there for. They like, figure it out. So I don't think he's in a hurry to sign, but if I was the Patriots, I, I wouldn't let him leave. Billy O'Brien knows him real well. He's calling the plays. They've had success together. Um, I, I think it's a good fit for DeAndre Hopkins. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Baldy, he said Atlanta is one of those teams that interest you as well. They bring in Calais Campbell during free agency, and then they draft Bijan Robinson, just to name a few of the guys that they've brought in during the offseason. I know the game's not played on paper, but what do you anticipate from, from this team based on their moves this offseason? Well, David Onyemata is a really good player. You know, they brought him in and Jesse Bates. Um, you know, I think they, you know, they, they got themselves Jeffrey Okuda. I don't know what Okuda is, but I, you know, I, I think he upgrades their secondary all the way around. Um, I think that Arthur Smith is in a great spot. I think the schedule is they're in their favor. They open with Carolina and Green Bay at home. I mean, I can see this team getting off to a fast start. Um and really gaining confidence. You know, it's a young group. It's a new group. But I, I feel like the offensive line is very good. And so I'm excited about what the Falcons can do. They've got a lot of positionless players, uh, Cordero, Bijan, guys that can play a lot of different areas on the field but bring a lot of talent to it. So I'm anxious to see what this offense is going to look like. And, you know, I've yet to mention Desmond Ritter because it all kind of revolves around his ability uh, and his abilities because he's a good runner. Uh, we got to see what kind of decision maker he is, what he's like in the fourth quarter, what he's like in the final two minutes of a game or the half, because those are kind of where games are won and lost. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of, 
attention put on him in those in those times of the game. But he did it at Cincinnati. He did it um, increasingly better in the final month of the season last year. But I, I'm really bullish on the Falcons, and I think that they could – I think they can win that division easily. You mentioned David Onyemata, and it's something – it's one of the, the offseason moves I'm probably the most excited about because he's going to be paired next to Grady Jarrett. What, what is this going to mean, and what effect will that have on Grady Jarrett? Because are we going to get more production now from Grady? I thought Grady was awesome last year. Uh, Daquan Graham was a good player last year. He'll fit in that rotation. But I thought Grady really – played hard he you know i mean he finished games uh really really well uh they probably should have beaten you know the patriots some bad calls there at the end or the buccaneers on some of those bad calls at the end but i i think grady is in a good spot like they've upgraded everything around him right now uh it kind of frees him up to do what he does does best which is basically win one-on-ones um he's an electric player uh i think they're better we'll, we'll see what you know, uh, Arnold Ebekati can can do and and kind of uh, evolving here as a pass rusher. They need some edge rush, and I think he might be able to provide some. But inside, they're they're really good, and I think they have a good rotation right now. Yeah, I want to I want to ask you a little bit about that pass rush. You've done such a good job of kind of breaking down film for for Micah Parsons, Max Crosby, and a number of the other pass rushers around the league. Uh, the Falcons didn't address that so much. You know, a lot of people thought they'd go edge first round, did not address that. Do you think that the Falcons will get in the middle of the season and kind of look back at, at a lost opportunity this past offseason? Or do you expect an Ebicady, D'Angelo Malone, uh, maybe some of the other players on this roster to step up and provide that kind of presence? Lorenzo Carter. I mean, you're counting on these guys to step up. <clears throat> because if you can't affect the quarterback on the other side, you know, whether it's Baker Mayfield or Bryce Young, if you can't affect those quarterbacks, um, then you, it's a long, hard day for A.J. Terrell, you know, and Akuda and those guys on the edge, Mike Hughes, whoever's playing that nickel. Um, so I, I feel like we got to wait and see because I don't know if any of those guys are it right now. Um, I think they they were drafted to be it and to be those guys. It takes there is a there is kind of an evolution to a pass rusher. It doesn't happen overnight. Uh, Max Crosby has gotten increasingly better. Um, uh, Micah Parsons is just a freak, and he's just in a league of his own. So it's it's ridiculous to compare him to anybody right now. But you know, I that that's that's going to be the key to this defense. Can these pass rushers evolve? And they did not address it. So I'm anxious to see what what you're anxious to see to see the development right now. Baldy, you're busy for Odyssey. You're also at NFL Network. Um, I, what goes into Baldy breakdowns? Could you give us some insight into uh, the science behind it, the process? Because everybody, everybody loves it. Well, there is no science. Um, <laughs> I'm actually getting ready to walk into NFL films right now. But I turn, on the, I turn on the tape, and I just see who jumps off the screen at me, good or bad. And it could be a play. It could be a player. It could be a play design. It could be, what, why are they doing this? It could be anything that just sort of captures my attention. And then it could be the start of, uh, of Baldi's breakdown. Like I told Max Crosby the other day, like he jumped off the screen at me in the fourth game of his rookie year. And I literally have watched every game of his and every play of his since. Because he's such a dynamic player because of his energy, because of his um, – his steady improvement, his ability to defeat blocks, 
And that's how he became the focus of it. And so it could be, could be anybody. It could be A.J. Terrell and his ability to lock up guys on the outside. Um, is he going to travel this year with, with receivers, Mike Evans, whoever it might be? So I don't know what it's going to be until I see it. And it's no preconceived uh, notion about any of these guys. One last thing for you, buddy. I, we talked about the Falcons, the positionless players on offense. In 21, they seemed they slung it around with Matt Ryan. Last year, they were a run-heavy team. Do you, do you think there's a chance this offense that Arthur is going to one in the 22 offenses with all these weapons and, and, and go with some like a hybrid of those two? I think it's going to look different. I think they had to run the ball last year because that was the best way to move it. Uh, I think I want to see what Matt Bergeron looks like at left guard because it was a big hole last year. But I think if he plays the way I think he can play, he started for four years at Syracuse, a left tackle. I mean, you talk to the coaches, you talk to, like, this guy I think is ready to, to plug and play and step in. Um, if they're really good up front, I think it really gives Arthur Smith a great deal of flexibility to have a dynamic offense. We saw Drake London at the end of the year last year. I think, um, I think he could break out. Like, he's just – He's just built different. You know, they should be good in the red zone. They should be good on third downs. They should be all this stuff. They got to, like, to marry it. I, I just think it's going to look different than it has uh, either in either the last two years. And so the quarterback doesn't have to run to be successful, although I think he'll be a part of it. Uh, I'm anxious to see really what, the, what this product looks like. I think it's going to evolve throughout the season a little bit. Um, but I know this. Kyle Pitts can't be invisible. He has to be a part of this offense. He has to be a big part of it. I watched Darren Waller with the Giants yesterday. They moved him all over the field. The way that he runs, the, his movement, like you just have to get excited if you're a Giant fan. And I think Kyle Pitts, this is the year that he has to break out. We haven't seen enough of him yet. Baldy, the busiest man in the NFL. Hey, we appreciate your great insight and for joining us this morning. My pleasure, Tiff. We'll, uh, we'll talk down the road. Thank I look you. forward to it. It's good to talk to you. That was Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.